Welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast. This is Play One Bin for August 2018. I'm Hendo and joining me is Simon. Hey up. So uh, we're going to do things slightly differently this month. As I mentioned on a couple of different podcasts, I've not been really happy with the Play One Bin in the past. So we're branching out and we're incorporating more people's stuff rather than just our own. So this should be unusual, I guess. This is your chance to shine, people. Yes. Fill those threads in. Yeah. So we're going to start with me and then uh, we're going to do all of my play one bin, then on to you and then on to the forum. Go on, hit me. What you got? I started off this month playing No Man's Sky because, well, like everybody else, I guess, who's played No Man's Sky because uh, the new update came down and it's really, really good. It is worth it then. It's worth it actually putting time into it. I think so, yeah. I follow a lot of the Giant Bomb stuff and my opinion is very similar to Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb, which is, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. Can't really recommend it to everyone because it is a very acquired thing. It's a very acquired mm. taste. Yeah, I think a lot of those things where you sort of, it's like Minecraft in it, you have to be of a certain mindset to enjoy those games. As a player, you have to be able to set your own goals and, and adhere to them to get any fun. Yeah, it's also still quite buggy. They keep patching it and hotfixing it all the time, but it's still pretty buggy. It's not quite there. The multiplayer is a bit flawed. It's not quite what you'd want. You can't do missions together. You just basically hang out and mine stuff together, but you don't really do missions together. You just happen to be next to someone. Yeah, it's like a shared world. Yeah, I really like it, and it's really relaxing, and yeah, it's, it's really cool. How much have you played in co-op then? A few hours, I think. Oh, where? Most part, randoms. Oh, okay, so there's matchmaking in it. Yeah, when you start, it says, um, do you want to go into a game on your own where but all people can also join you? Or do you want to join someone else's game and it could be a random person's game? Right. So that's what I did the first time. And then this guy, I landed next to him and he was very confused. Bless him made a base and then um, he buggered off and I was left on this planet and then someone of my friends just joined me for a bit. Do you know what this reminds me of? The way that you're explaining this? Go on. Fallout 76, but with NPCs. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be intriguing to see what happens with that. Mm. That's the vibes that you're giving me, talking about No Man's Sky at the minute. But I think that's going to have more of a sense of urgency whereas this is very, very, very relaxed. Mm. There's very little combat in it and... Uh, even all the people I came across the real people no one started shooting me I, I've heard that it, it does happen yeah there were no aggressors I've heard different stories uh, like people sort of they go into different planets and stuff and you know, there's the NPCs can be quite hostile and there's some missions that are like oh go do this and it, it seems quite innocuous but when you do take it on it's like fuck me this is really difficult I just cannot do it yeah that's pretty much what it's like I'm caught in a loop at the moment of needing certain items but they're very very difficult to get yeah it's one of those games it's a minecraft you know what it's kind of like a survival thing i really like it i can't necessarily recommend it to everyone the other game i've been playing for the most part i can recommend to pretty much everyone which is dead cells now normally when we do these kind of things i'm always in a bit of a pickle of what to say about something so every time i came across something i thought would make an interesting thing i wrote a little note on my phone and I have a lot. Okay. I was going to start off, actually, by uh, ripping that guy's review off, but <laughs> I didn't think anyone would get it, so... Uh... thing is, he just ripples off. He's ripped so many people's reviews off that it's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's fucked himself now. So it's part Metroidvania, part Dark Souls, part Rogue Legacy, but it's more Rogue Legacy than the others. Like, people throw the Dark Souls comparison in there, but it's not really, like, the thing that you collect is the cells. Right. So in Dark Souls, it's the souls. In Bloodborne, it's the blood echoes. These, when you die, they are gone for good. You don't go and get them back. Okay. So that comparison isn't... I, I kind of see the Dark Souls comparison, but it's not really. It's more Rogue Legacy, but with a more of a focus on combat. I think it's just in vogue for people to go, oh, this is the Dark Souls or whatever. Yeah. So you spend the cells for permanent upgrades in between the levels and you cannot pass the into the next level until you've spent all your cells so you can't farm and go like oh i'm going to build up to like 
I need 200, so I'm going to build up for 200. You, if you have 10, you must spend all that 10. Hello. Post recording edit here. Hendo was wrong. You can actually destroy the door to get out without spending all your cells. Carry on. There's another thing in between the boss fight. After the bosses, there's another thing to spend cells on, which makes the items easier to get, higher level weapons and stuff are more likely to drop. It's all about drop rates, it's all about randomizing stuff. Like the weapons, you'll have the same weapon each time, like a frozen sword or whatever, but randomly it'll have a attribute to it, like the enemies will dissolve in a cloud of toxic, so any other enemy that comes near them, they'll get toxic on. So the weapons are disposable for each run? You don't use the same weapons each time? On that specific run, or you mean from mm. the next run? Yeah. No, you could carry uh, one weapon from the beginning through all the way through. Right, okay. So, yeah, you just add into your roster. It's like um, Enter the Gungeon, where you're just getting more and more guns. Yeah, kind of. The way it works is you get a blueprint. You can then have the ability to find that weapon later on through the levels. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've got it and you can choose it. You don't choose your weapon. At the beginning, it throws... Generally speaking, a sword and a bow and maybe a shield at the beginning, and you choose two of them. Okay, so you can sort of fill out the archetypes of building a class, like a ranger or a, a knight. Yeah, say there's a sword, there's a bow, and there's a shield. You pick two of them, so I go for sword and bow. I'm crap with shields. And those two things, or those three things, will be what's in your inventory randomly so they might be a good one that you found or they might be a shit one but that's what you've been given so you've just got to take it right it's a really weird system it doesn't work the way you think it would work like oh i've unlocked this now i can just take it with me like no you can see all the weapons in the main area floating above you but you can't pick them up that just shows you which ones you've got right okay so it's a really strange system but the thing after the boss fights you put cells into gives better chance for higher levels of the weapons. And there's another thing that you put cells into which then you have a better chance for the better weapons, I think, to appear. Is the loo colour-coded for rarity? Or is it just all, oh, this is a sword, it's just, it doesn't have a rarity as such? They do go up in levels, say, oiled sword one, oiled sword two, oiled sword three. When you are spending your cells, you're just upgrading the chance of getting like a level 10 one or whatever. Eventually, yeah. That, that's a very, very long grind for me at the moment. Mm. But yeah, I've said in the thread, I don't think I'm ever going to finish this game because it's fucking hard. I don't know. I think you have a good track record of finishing stuff like that. I, I don't know. This is... Uh, is this another level? <laughs> this is kicking my ass quite a bit. I've put so many hours into it so far and I've seen one boss oh. and I can't beat him every single time I think about 50-50 right but yeah he's he's a he's a massive prick but the rest of the game once you go from one level to the next you get some of the same enemies you've appeared before and by the end of the first level you're absolutely destroying him because you've got better weapons you've got more mm. health and then that same enemy will appear in the next level and you go like, all oh, right, I don't want to hit it anymore. I have to do like five hits or something. Yeah, yeah, it's just scaling up. The whole thing around it is the movement is fucking ace. Like, if you appreciate platforming movement, this is one of the best games I've played in that regard. It's fucking smooth, really smooth. Are we talking like Super Meat Boy smooth? In a different kind of feel, but yeah, that kind of... It's doing what I want it to. Yeah, you have complete control at yeah. all times. It's me fucking up. It's not the game. It's mm. and you can roll. The roll is one of the most important moves, and you can roll out of every. Like if you get a really heavy, slow, you know, like a big Dark Souls weapon that takes about five seconds to hit. Mm. If you start throwing that towards an enemy, and then you realise, oh, there's someone behind me, you can roll out of that animation dead quick. Yeah, cancel it. Yeah, it's fucking ace. I absolutely love it. But whether I do finish it is... I don't know. Oh, and uh, some also... Some quality of life options that I thought you might be interested in. Go on. 
when enemies are about to attack you, there's a tell, like an exclamation mark comes up. Right. And that's on by default. You can turn that off. So if you want to really make it more harder for yourself, you can turn that off. Obviously, I've left it on because I'm not a fucking ridiculous person. Yeah, that's a, that's a hangover from Batman. Yeah. You can change any button configuration, absolutely. Any button that does anything, you can change it. Yeah, that should be standard by now in every single game. I don't know why it isn't. Yeah. And one of the coolest but most pointless ones is you can change the appearance of the food because the food gives you health. And I can't remember what it starts off as default, but you can change it to a Castlevania ripoff. You can change it to fruit and veg. It says like a vegan option or a vegetarian option. Right, okay. <laughs> you, you can change it to completely just meat. You can change it to monster parts. It's um, I had a good laugh when I saw that. That reminds me of Spelunky a little bit. Do you know when you kiss the woman to get a heart back? But you can change it to the man if you want, or the dog, yeah. depending on your preferences. Yeah. The final thing is um, it really doesn't want you to go away from the game. It doesn't want you to leave because as soon as you die, it doesn't even give you the option to restart. You just restart. It's very Moorish. Like I've had to tear myself away from playing it. I wonder if that's an explicit design decision or whether it's to do with the, the way they've coded the game. So going back to a menu, does it take a long time? Because if there's a menu in where, they might as well just load you into the next thing if you're going to be playing another frame of Dead Cells, if you know what I mean. They don't want you to interrupt. And if that loading screen is a big loading screen, if it's like a 30 second or whatever, then it's going to get real obnoxious real quick if you're dying a lot. I don't think that no the loading times are very very quick I think mm. it's probably more that they went is there any point because from the main menu you can either start the game or you can do a daily challenge right the daily challenge is in the starting area anyway you can get access to that so yeah, I can see why they've done that it'd be mm. a bit pointless so that's interesting the menu is actually the it's replicated in the level as well yeah well I mean that's more that the fact that the menu there isn't much in the menu Mm. The, the menu is start game or do daily challenge and that's about it the daily challenge is not what you think it is the daily challenge is not like the Spelunky thing it is if you fail you can just do it again oh right okay so it's not a one shot job no it is the same for everyone and it's a constructed world whereas the rest of it is presumably generated but yeah you can just go over it again and do it again do it again the final thing is uh, if you get it I recommend the PC version I, that's where I'd be getting it anyway if I were going to get it. Yeah, I'm playing on the Switch, which is it runs all right. I've heard people say some slight problems with it. There's not that much if I'm really honest about it. I haven't noticed a lot. But the PC version has some cool integration with Twitch. So if you connect your copy to Twitch and stream it, your Twitch followers and people watching you can interact with your world. Mm. So they can vote on certain things happening. Someone can control a little character that follows you that can heal you. Right. There's just a load of cool things going on with the PC version. And it's got official mod support and stuff. So when that goes on sale, I recommend you pick that up. I probably will, yeah. There's, well, there's, I've got a lot of wants that I, I didn't put in the thread because I knew I were going to be on. So the, um, I've got some interesting trivia about this game as Go well. On. Yeah, most people I know that are playing this game are playing on Switch. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And it's not because of what you think it is. It's because it's easy to whack. So they're just basically, yeah, they're playing for free, essentially. There's a lot of... Yeah, because it's being cracked, the Switch is cracked, it's it's become a little bit of a haven for piracy, which, I mean, it's a bit shitty to do because Dead Cells is the sort of game that I'd rather people pay for. Even if they're only paying a couple of quid for it, like at least spend some money on it because without it, that cottage industry dies. Like it's not fucking pirate all your big shit. Like they don't give a dig of a fuck. If they miss a copy because they're going to make it back on other people buying their microtransactions and stuff. But yeah, don't dick over these guys because yeah, it's, is it a small outfit as well? Dead Cells. Yeah, it's pretty small. Yeah, it's like a couple of guys. Yeah, there's maybe five or six, probably, I think. That's quite surprising, because I heard that the Switch was cracked, but I hadn't heard that they've got pirate software working yet. I actually know people that review stuff, and they'll they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm reviewing this PC game or whatever, and no, it's the Switch version. <laughs> so it's, it's, just, it's just that they're playing it from the Switch version because it's free, 
and they did get a code to the Xbox version or the PlayStation version. So, yeah, very sneaky. It's not just um, that Muasin guy that's been <laughs> a cunt. There's a lot of other people that have been a bit sneaky. The Switch has got the the best sellers in the shop, which I presume is all download only. Mm. And this was number one or number two. And Stardew Valley is still in the top ten on Switch. It's understandable. That game is just amazing. Yeah. So um, my one, uh, I was going to have a different one, which maybe I'll get to on a, another time because it could take a while, I think. But my one is at the moment, I want to go back to Darkest Dungeon and I want to do a particular run with dead celebrities. Oh. So I want to name all, and anything goes basically. I want to put like Margaret Thatcher, uh, Jimmy Savile. I don't care. Aretha Franklin, doesn't matter how soon it is, Kofi Annan, don't care. But I want to do it as like as a feature, like, like a YouTube thing, preferably, but I haven't really got the gear. It's so failing that it's just going to be me putting up times and saying, I'm streaming at this particular time, mm. if, if anyone's interested. I just like the idea of like sending these Z-list celebrities <laughs> to their death, even well, though they're yeah, already dead. Kofi Annan's hardly Z-list. Well, Aretha Franklin as well is... <laughs> Disgraced celebrities, maybe, like Bill Cosby. Well, like A to Z, I'm going to put everything in there. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter what they are, what they were famous for or infamous for. As long as they are currently deceased, then they will go in the game and Darkest Dungeon will be my um, purgatory for them. Mm. Yeah, I always fancy doing YouTube stuff, but it's actually... Man, it's a lot harder than you think. <laughs> it's a lot harder than you think. Not only to motivate yourself to do it, but actually spin ideas and make it interesting because sometimes what you think is an interesting idea, when you put it into motion, just in. <laughs> it's just fucking shit. So. Yeah, the big problem for me is I haven't got the equipment that I need. So, failing that would be like an audio podcast version of something about it, but I don't really know what that would entail either. Mm. But um, but yeah, that's my want. Uh, my bin is uh, dogs, and that's all I'm going to say is just dogs. In dogs, man. Dogs. Dogs. So how about you? So I've been playing a couple of games, but one of them is a player want bin for another person, so I'll probably drop it in for theirs when we get around to it. But my main game that I've been playing is Bloodborne. Yes, that's true. Any questions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's probably going to be easy for you to ask me questions, and it is... Um, How much did you pay for it? That's question number one. I, I paid absolutely zero, but here's <laughs> the thing. I've considered actually buying it physical, just All because right. I feel kind of bad for getting it free. It's a hell of a game for free. Yeah, I'm enjoying it enough to say, hey, you know what, I'll buy a copy and it can just sit on my fucking bookcase. Even though I'm never going to... It's never going to go into machine. I've got it digital, but... Yeah, I think it's good enough to... Well, it's, it is. It is good enough to give them money, and I probably will do that at some point. Yeah. Next question. The only other question I had was, are you enjoying it? But clearly you are. I Yeah, for the most part, I am. But these parts where I think, this is just fucking bullshit. Like, I I was playing last night. I got on. I, I, that's another thing. I've, I'm not playing as much as I would like to, just because I, I just don't have the time. Like I'm a, I'm a busy man. So I got on last night and I were playing and I did the witches. Oh yeah, I saw the video for that, yeah. Yeah, I saw I did I, I went through the area and I like I did the witches. I was expecting that to be quite a fucking hard fight actually. Cause you sort of go through the air and it's like, what am I letting myself in for here? Like I sort of sat on the stairs and looked at the area and thought, okay, there's some sort of bridge there. I can go up on either side. Maybe it's a boss Joe that I have to do like a plunging attack on like drop off the thing to that's why the level's designed like that and I'm like oh so when I actually got in there and I started attacking the guy and it's like why isn't the health bar going down this is like I had a little bit of confusion I just didn't understand what was going on um, it took me a while to work out what what needed me for that boss fight but I sort of enjoyed that the more puzzly aspect of that boss fight than Vicar is it Vicar Amelia yeah. The one at the top. Yeah, Vicar Amelia fucking did my dinner. There was one point where I was just like, I can't damage it quick enough to stop it from healing. It was just... And, like, there were a lot of... I don't want to say in, inaccuracies, but it were like... Sometimes I'd hit it and it'd sort of stagger itself. 
do you know what you can do with the visceral attack? Mm. Like, it was really, really hard to sort of line it up. You had to get on its snout. It's all timing and um, location now. Yeah, it was it was very frustrating, and it, it, I got to a point where, I, well, I, I WhatsApp you. I was like, "Yeah, fuck this! I, I might have to throw a towel in here. Like, I'm just not enjoying this. I'm fucking running up these stairs, avoiding these guys, and just Joe basically walking straight into my death." Hmm. And I, I think I got to like my fifth or sixth go. I was right for about maybe an hour fighting this fucking boss, and I thought, "I, I'm just not fucking beat this fucking cunt." <laughs> it's just like there were occasions where. It'd draw, fucking jump on me, pick me up, and just fucking draw like squeeze me to death, and I'd be dead. Like, yeah, no fucking chance. And then they had that lucky run where it it sort of healed itself, but it only did it once because there were ones where I went in and it healed itself, and then I got it all the way down again. And I thought, this is it, I fucking got it, I've got it. And then it sort of pulled back and healed itself again, and I'm like, you fucking bitch, mm. like. My fingers were hurting because I was squeezing the fucking controller so much. So <laughs> through frustration. You know why I think you didn't like that fight? Because you didn't have any graveyards to hide behind. That's it. Yeah, I couldn't cheese it. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, I fought... Um, I went After that, I went down the right-hand path and fought the two... Well, it was the first time you fight humanoid people that are the other hunters. There's a guy with an electric mace. Yeah, they're cunts. I didn't think he were too bad. Um, the other guy were much harder, but I just used the... There's a well in the middle, so you sort of... You use that, so he's... Yeah, basically, it's a fucking gravestone. Like, you just sort of... Yeah. You wait until he attacks, you jump out, and you pop him with shotgun, and then you fucking rip his heart out with the visceral attack. It's, it wasn't difficult. Oh, here's a story that I, I forgot to mention. Well, I didn't forget to mention it. I just withheld it. I got my blood echoes back. Do you remember when I said... I went down that far right side, died to the guy shooting. I know oh, I, yeah. I have, I've literally no idea how to get up there. I got them back last night just by pure accident. So I've leveled up quite a lot, a considerable amount. Cool. I don't think I've lost that many bloods, to be fair, since I started. I've always managed to get back to my uh, my bloods. I think Vicar Amelia were one of the few occasions where it's like, yeah, well, they're fucking gone. Because, yeah, that's it's just how it worked out. I've also tried multiplayer. Oh, okay. Which I purposefully withheld. Does that people joining you or are you joining people? I joined someone. Uh, I've only done it once. I was pretty tired. I rang my bell and I was like, okay, maybe this guy will tell me where I need to go. This was before I fought Amelia. I rang the bell. I stood in the little bit, you know, where the guy with the red, whatever the fuck that is. What is he? I don't know. He looks like a fucking enemy, but. I don't know guy, what you mean. Yeah, the, the guy in the Cathedral Ward, where it's like, where all the NPCs sort of bundle up. Oh, yeah, you, you can't you can't ring your belt in there. You can, because that's where I rang it. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, that's all where right. I rang it. Yeah, I did a little dingling on my bell. <laughs> Next to lamp. Yeah, jumped into a, someone else's game after about five minutes. The guy sort of waved at me, and I was like, oh, right, okay, here we go. It ran straight out, and it said, oh, someone's ringing a... A bell or something or other. Yep. I know. I like. Oh, this must be the. We we need to go kill this person to um just stop a, an invasion. We run out. I run out of the fucking door. Bam! Just fucking insta killed by yeah. a fucking. Like, that were a lot fucking bigger than I was expecting. Like I thought. Oh, it's just gonna be like another hunter or something. Do you know when you go into Old Yarnum, you have the people with the hoods. Yeah. Uh, I thought. Oh, it'll be something like that. It'll just. It won't be too bad. But yeah, that that were fucking brutal. And that's, that's it. Yeah, he basically wasted his insight on my fucking stupidity. <laughs> yeah, I just saved and exited. I'm like, no, that's me for tonight. I don't want to fucking... I sort of expected booting my PlayStation up whenever I did it the next time. And I expected to find a hate mail there. Like, you fucking twat. I needed help and you just you totally let me down. For the most part, I think people are pretty good with stuff like that. On, on mm. them. Unless you're really blatantly trolling them. I did get a couple of hits in, but I, I didn't notice that my health were lower. Uh, that was yeah. a big thing. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think I don't know if it's fifty percent, but it's a certain percentage you get less. Mm. And I think it scales down your may, maybe scales down your stats as well, depending on what level difference there is between you. Does it scale up as well, or just down? Uh, I'm not entirely. I could be talking about my ass with that, but I know there's a level difference of 
I think 10 either way, like 10 plus, 10 minus. Right. So you can't... Um, I could join you with the password system, but someone of my level couldn't join you randomly, mm. basically. So I think it does make it harder to find people in that way, but you can kind of understand it. Yeah. These parts that I really, really dislike about it. Go on. Yeah, the lock-on system is fucking garbage. I don't mind that. Out of all the things where I've sort of lost control of the game is mostly down to its lock-on system when you have multiple things attacking you. I had an instance last night when I we were playing. You know, a game sharing for The Last Ginger. Because we were talking about it. He says, oh yeah, like let's have a look and see what you're doing. Um, I'll try and point out, you know, where the things are that you need to be going. Because I was just completely lost in Old Yarnum. I couldn't figure out where he was saying, you know, where I was meant to be going. Right. When you get under the building, there's a building with, like, rafters above it, under the hunter that's got the minigun. Oh, yeah, the yeah. tower. And there were just so much shit in there that it was actually easier for me to not lock on because it was pulling the camera all over. And if you killed someone, sometimes it would lock on to another character. Or other times it just wouldn't, even though there were stuff there to lock on to. It sort of wants to pull the camera down as well. So you're looking at the ground instead of you're looking at the thing that you're hitting's like midriff or chest or whatever. Mm. I find that it's very disorientating. I've seen bugs as well. The most notable one that I've seen is uh, back in old Anim again. I found out if you equip a torch in the shotgun hand, it scares some of the monsters. So I've been prodding them with the fire instead of shooting them because it's not worth it. They're just yeah, not yeah. worth a bullet. Uh, and some of them are scared at this fire. Some of the monsters are scared. But if you double hand your axe, it still acts like they're scared of the fire. So you can just basically just wail on them without any consequences. It's it's really stupid. Like that's such an oversight for quite a complex game. I've had stuff sort of glitch through the floor as well. Oh yeah. yeah. I've been attacked and it's like, what the fuck's attacking me? Like, this is really frustrating. Like, I've actually died to stuff like that, where it's just stuff's, like, clipped through the floor and its hitbox is still attacking me. It's still mm. able to attack me with its hitbox. And it's like, this is this is fucking bullshit. Like, it's an unfair game as it is at some points. Uh, that's not a word we use, Simon. No, I... There is. Like, this is a thing. Like, I... Sometimes I get frustrated and if something hits me and I think it's suspect... I will save a clip and sometimes I look at those clips and I'm like yeah that's fair play that fucking image or like it was a shockwave or whatever mm. but there's other times where it's like yeah that that no way fucking image that hitbox is just wonky as fuck like it's really big or there's stuff like um, being it through walls I've been it through walls plenty and not the Father Gascoigne like you know hitting each other over gravestones mm. like hitting through fucking walls like do you know the tentacle guy that you come across? The first one? I think so. The bottom of Vicar Amelia's like Coliseum, there's the two big grey dudes. The nosy bonks. And you oh, go yeah, yeah. you go left and there's the Yeah, you can get hit there through the fucking fence, which is like there's a lot of fucking stuff where it's like and you can't hit back. I've tried hitting back. I was gonna say though, to be fair, it works both ways, because you've attacked through Stuff that you shouldn't have been attacking through. There has been positions where, um, yeah, they've been able to attack me, but I've not been able to attack them. Do you know the sombrero wearing dude with a shotgun? Yeah. The big guy that stood on the stairs at Amelia. We're fucking... I must have said Amelia like 50 <laughs> times in this fucking episode. But yeah, he, he can shoot through the railings, but you can't shoot back. And you can't attack back, because I thought, oh, this is super fucking cheap. Like, it don't play fair. Like, a lot of people sort of gloss over that. And for the most part, it's all right, because you don't have to play fair. But it is really, really frustrating when it's you get done over, and it's like, I can literally do nothing about that. Like, it's completely out of my hands. There's been instances, though, where I've fucking gone, got into trouble. Like, I've been... Um, like, last night, I was trying to run back to the bonfire from the gun nest, while the gun nest was still there. And there must have been fucking six, seven enemies, and I was just rolling through them, and it's like, how the fuck am I not dead? Like, <laughs> this is just nonsense. Didn't even take any fucking damage at all. It was just like, yeah, absolute fucking crazy. Is it the best game on PlayStation 4? I think that's debatable. 
because you started playing it, I, I also started playing it. And I haven't gone any further than when you last saw me play. Mm. But a combination of going back to it and watching you play quite a bit. I did the top 10 podcast for Ben. Yeah. And I put Dark Souls. And now I think I'm really considering that it should have been Bloodborne on that list. And I think this is probably the game of the generation, let alone the system. The design of it, the music, because you mentioned before um, on one of the boss fights. It's, yeah, the music is spectacular. Music is really clever, is really well done. The sound design, even the voice acting, because the voice acting in Dark Souls is cheesy as fuck, which is not to say that this doesn't have a bit of cheese into it, but it's generally pretty good. I'm not in any doubt that it's not a great game. Would it make it into my top 10? I actually don't know. It's too early for you to answer stuff like that. You'd have to finish it at least. I think out of all the Souls games I've played, this is the one that I've played the most of. I've got the furthest into. And I'm enjoying it more than I'm hating it. And there's a wanting for me to play it. Like, I'll be at work and I'll be like, oh man, I wish I were fucking playing Bloodborne right now. (laughs) There's every possibility that it'll be my top 10. If or when I finish it. When that'll be, I don't fucking know. I think, to be honest, from what I've watched you play and um, things that you've said, I think you're in a good position to finish it. You are much better at parrying than me. I never parried at all. I gave up on that. You've got a distinct advantage over me. I think you've done really well taking down some of the bosses dead quick. I think the main thing about the gun is... The thing that I've noticed about it is... You can stun lock enemies or just keep them where you want them to be. So, I mean, they'll still attack. Hmm. But if they're... Like, you can just spam it. Like, spam the thing. You don't need to be super, super great with it. Like, the guy on the tower with the gun. I beat him by kicking him off, basically. I kicked him off the tower. But what I did is... I run out of fucking stamina. So, I basically used the gun to chain my attack. So, I locked him in place. He couldn't go anywhere. And then... I got my stamina back and you know, carried on my assault. So mm. you've to sort of realise that that I really admire the the combat system. It's as good as Monster Hunter, where it's taken obvious cues from. I wish it were a bit clearer on the invincibility frames and stuff, like Monster Hunter is. There's sometimes when I jump through attacks, like I mentioned with the um, Joe running through the six enemies, uh, the hunter on the gun, mm. where I should have taken damage and I, I've no idea how I managed to avoid it but there's other times where I've fucking eaten shit and I thought I should have got through it and yeah I just I wish it were a bit clearer I wish there were a training dummy somewhere where you could sort of practice against something that's that's attacking you do you know where you, you're in I don't want to say like 100% safety because yeah you're going to die but there's, there's somewhere to practice with impunity yeah that'd be a good idea yeah, I just I don't fucking understand. Like, it'd be nice if there was some clarification on what moves did what damage. You're playing it way more thoughtful than me. My approach to all of the front games I played is basically I hit things and they fall down, mm. and that's it. This is a thing. Like, I like to fight guys and sort of see which attacks do the best things. So sometimes, like transferring between the long version of my weapon and the, you know, the shotty version of the weapon by pressing L1 mid-combo, sort of, to extend the combo, but also get the slashing move in is right. beneficial. So, yeah, like, there's one and it'll be, like, a light attack and then a heavy attack with the extended axe gives you two sweeping. So when there's a lot of things on screen, you're sweeping at all of them and you're keeping them all stunlocked. Oh, the ones that can be stunlocked, stunlocked, so... I think it's an interesting game. Like uh, I, I said, I was, I share played with Ginge last night, and they were like, "Oh, you play a lot different to me," hmm. and I think I play a lot different to you. And I think the mentalities of people that play these games vary wildly. You go back to something like Metal Gear Solid when I were playing uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and you were like, "Oh, I never used the cartridge, so the, the magazine," hmm. and. Duck said something similar, like, you play really different to I do, and it's like, well, yeah, because we're different people, we find different ways to achieve the same goals, and and because of that, like, I, I think it's it's really, um, it's really robust, like, the system in Bloodborne is 
super super robust like you could you could compare that fighting system to something in Devil May Cry or God of War or Bayonetta yeah. or any of those sort of fight or even just fighting games like Street Fighter or something like that I don't have the, the capacity to fucking play those games but I can see that things flow into each other and things work better I just don't have the mechanical know-how to tell my fingers how to do that in those situations because I get under stress but yeah it's Bloodborne it's fucking good play it <laughs> yeah. what's next what's next is uh, what you after what you want yeah, there's a lot of things I want. Uh, people have sort of touched upon this with their play what bins, but yeah, I want Yoko's Island Express. I've okay. been playing that, and it's like, yeah, this. I, I think it sort of got his blessing, and if it's got his blessing, I pretty much know I'm going to fucking enjoy it. This is going to be controversial, but I want Earth Defense Force 5. I don't right. think it'll be out this year, but if it is out this year, yeah, I'll be on that and losing another thousand hours of my life. I want this season's games to be really good. The Spider-Mans and the Red Deads and stuff because I don't want to see a last year where it's like, oh, this is out. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, actually, no, it's fucking shit because they've ruined it. I don't want to see any of that shit. I don't think that happened much last year. Last year was fucking ace. Yeah, there were a lot of fucking bad stuff. Destiny were bad. Battlefield... Uh, ba- no, sorry, Battlefront were bad. Oh, yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm playing different guns to use. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things where it's like, I was looking forward to that and it's fucking shit. So get fucked. Hmm. Um, Enter the Gungeon, I'd like to play. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's just, yeah, fucking hell. Like, there's so many wants. Bin, this is going to be another controversial one. Stacking, it's fucking shit. Stacking the game. Stacking the game, it's rubbish, yeah. It might be charming, like, as a character thing, but as a game, it's just really fucking boring. I quite enjoyed it. It wasn't Double Fine's best, but I quite enjoyed it. I really, really like Double Fine stuff, but I think that's possibly the weakest installment I, I couldn't finish it I could not finish it but I'll maybe go back to it and see if I been harsh in it but as it stands yeah I it's not for me also been Creeper World 3 Arc Eternal I really fucking love that game it's this is nothing I don't I'm not going to say a bad word about it because it's it's genuinely awesome the Steam reviews on it speak volumes about it it's like overwhelmingly positive even though it's like two or three year old but I've got to a point where I finished the main story. I've got to um, do the extra parts where it's like, okay, here's your epilogue levels. Hmm. And they're just so fucking difficult. I just cannot fucking do them. If you don't get a foot in within the first couple of minutes, you're dead. Like, you, they're just impossible. It's like, Joe, you know, when you see people playing Command and Conquer or StarCraft, and if they don't get set up within the first minute, that's it. They're done. Right. It's like that. It's just it's impossible. I'd highly recommend that game though. If you're into tower defense or real time strategy, fantastic game. Oh, okay. It does look like it belongs on an Amiga 1200, hmm. but it's super fucking fun to play. Yeah, it's really really good. That's it for my bins. That's it from the forum. So first of all, we got Regiment. Gears of War. Finally put on my man panties and gave the first game a decent chance. Turns out I love it, even if I suck. Borderlands, the handsome collection. I've had a blast very slowly working through this in multiplayer, and it looks like I'll finally get to the pre-sequel this month too. I'm really glad he's um, giving Gears of War a chance. I think yeah. that's one of the games that sort of... It handles topics that not a lot of games like to do. And I'm not going to go into them here, because he's not finished them yet. He's, he's only really played the first game through. The people that have played the games will know what I'm talking about. And some people might scoff at those topics being dealt with in games, but I can't think of many games that have gone into those areas and handled them in a triple A manner. And I'm kind of sad that there's not many games that are brave enough to do that. The Borderlands thing, I've been playing along with him. We finished Borderlands 2 and all the DLC, and we're currently working our way through the pre-sequel. We're about maybe halfway through or just over halfway through. I think... Us playing together has sort of opened Regiment's eyes because he's not been a multiplayer online person. Hmm. And he's finding it, well, I hope he's finding it a lot more absorbing than just playing on his own because uh, you know what it's like when you play a game like Borderlands on your own. It can yeah. be fun, but it's like it's like everything. It's usually better in groups. It has a better flow. We'll hear from his wants. Want Yoku's Island Express. I've heard a lot of good things about this, mainly on the podcast here, and the Giant Beast cast, 
so I'm starting to be really tempted by it on Switch. Want Red Dead 2, the sequel to one of the best games of last generation. Hurry the hell up. Want Spider-Man. Just everything about this looks awesome. Gonna have to pre-order my second game this year I think. You've already mentioned about Yoku's Island Express and um, yeah, I think I'm glad that it's picking up a bit of steam. It's, uh, it's a great game. <clears throat> and uh, another one for Red Dead as well because everyone's looking forward to Red Dead. Yeah, I don't even fucking like cowboys, but <laughs> I saw that trailer and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking sold. I have to say, I didn't mention this on the forum, but um, I'm with Mark on the uh, the blandness of the, the main character. The bland cowboy. Yeah, he, he, does, he does look bland. Maybe he's got much more um, background and stuff when you play it, but from mm. the trailers, it he looks a bit bland. You could designate that blandness on the GTA guys, though, I mean... Well, apart from Trevor, Trevor's a scary cunt, but yeah. everyone else is just sort of... They look like NPCs more than anything. It's yeah. not until you control them and, and absorb their personalities that you sort of have a gravitas towards them. And here's his bin. Bin my complete lack of energy and the asshole attitude my kid has through his bath bedtime routine recently. Ignore previous statement about bed bath. He's been awesome recently. Get well soon, Regiment. Well, you're not going to get well soon because it's a permanent thing, but... Yeah, I hope you feel better. Yeah, uh, on to different class, and this is what he's been playing. Enter the Gungeon. Still working my way through this, trying to get past this damn fourth floor. Had a good run earlier but fucked it and lost loads of health in one room. Had a good set of weapons and buffs too. Not sure I'll get drops like that again so I feel like I wasted a run. Gutted. Dead Cells. Okay. Dead Cells is really good and I've put some time into it and looking forward to hammering it properly. Enter the Gungeon is ace. I am also, like Dead Cells, terrible at it. I am not as bad with Dead Cells, but Enter the Gungeon I can't get anywhere on really. It's it's fucking hard. He's a lot better at that and Dead Cells than me, from what I can make out. Enter the Gungeon is something that Rick played for Strange Play. Um, mm. I saw it and I was like, I want that. That looks like Binding of Isaac, but I didn't like Binding of Isaac because of the way it worked, you know, the eight-directional shooting, where yeah. this has, like, omnidirectionally, it feels a bit more modern. It yeah. feels more up-to-date. And it's got a cool sense of humour as well. Yeah, it feels more my bag, and if I don't like it, I don't fucking like it, but I, I feel there's a there's a better chance of that sticking than Binding of Isaac did. This is his want. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I've got a load of junk from my mother's house since she moved so I think I'm gonna purge it for some cash to at least be able to get the next Tomb Raider when it comes out next month. Everyone seems to want Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I am still haven't played the second reboot one, so... Fucking hell, I only just got around to playing the first one a couple of months ago. Yeah, that's true actually, yeah. And his bin. Wildly gestures at most things. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. <laughs> and we hear from Illdog's play. Prey continues to be immersive, atmospheric and utterly absorbing. Pocket Rumble, still working out what I think about it but it can be fun. Dangerous Golf, addictive as crack covered cock. Wise 8, I play for a little while before bed thanks to its easy save system. That Wise 8 is pronounced ease. You're gonna get some uh, interesting sounds from this, not, not just the ease 8 pronunciation. But also one of Blakey's will make you laugh. <laughs> so um, I, I knew that was wrong, but pff, whatever. Until dogs want. Shenmue 1 and 2. Forklifting and girl fisting. Dead cells. I'm caught in the hype. We happy few, I think. Warrior wear gold. I don't get the Shenmue 1 and 2 praise from him and Blakey. I, I liked it at the time, but um, I, I'm not going to go and buy it again. I thought Shenmue 1 were alright, I thought Shenmue 2 were fucking garbage. I don't think I've played the second one. Was it out over here on the Dreamcast or was it just Xbox? I played it on Xbox, so I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, that's one of the most overrated games I've ever played. <laughs> I think it's important in that it's just the open world thing, like it did it right, hmm. but as an actual game, it's, it's very lacklustre. I mean, it's old. Yeah, yeah, well, I played it more or less at the time that it came out on Xbox, like a, maybe a year or so after when it had plateaued in price. But yeah, it's not a great game. I think a, a lot of people sort of look at it through rose tints like Shadow of the Colossus, like, yeah, it's fucking amazing. And then the plane, it's like, yeah, it's 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 amazing. Like, don't point out all these things that are wrong with it because it's still amazing. It's like, is it though? 
I don't think it's a great game. I really hope that Shenmue 3 is fantastic though, like, and it concludes the story because the last thing we want is another fucking, like, 15 year between instalments. I have absolutely no anticipation of Shenmue 3 whatsoever. I hope that people that are looking forward to it are satisfied. Mm. I don't think they will be, but we'll see. And on to his bin. Metro 2033. I started it, played for half hour and did not enjoy it one bit. I didn't like the tone and it's a slow starter. It just repelled me and I don't want to go back. Bin. This fucking heat. I know some love it but I hate it. I'm a winter man so fuck the sun and its warmth. He's one of the few people that's actually got games in their bin section. I really want to try the Metro games but haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, they're brutally difficult. We actually touched on this in the predictions episode. Ah, okay. Me and Blakey and yeah, he bounced off them for the same reason. I've played through part of them and just like, yeah, this is excruciatingly difficult. I think it's one of those games where you sort of have to play it and make a mistake and realise how it works and then start again Hmm. with the expectations like, okay, this game's a little bit like Bloodborne. It's going to fuck you in one way or another. And having the knowledge of what's coming up is beneficial to your enjoyment. Yeah, And also he mentions the heat as well, which uh, it's not hot anymore, at least for me. It fucking is. It's really, really humid. Yeah, fuck this heat. I'm with him. (laughs) Bollocks to it. On to Blakey's large play section. Rainbow Six Siege, one of the best multiplayer games of all time in my view. Not played it in a hell of a long time and getting back into it feels like being reunited with an old friend. Overwatch, similarly to R6 it's one of the best multiplayer games of all time in my view and feels great to get back into it, even though I am essentially starting from scratch again on PC. Fortnite, I like it a lot, definitely prefer it to PUBG in every way apart from the building which I just can't do like some folks on there that build huge forts in seconds, got a jit gun. I haven't gone back to Overwatch, I really want to though, and uh, he's gone back to it from scratch because he's uh, playing with his, I think he's playing with his missus? No, I think he's just playing because London Spitfire won and he sort of got on the hype train with that. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can start from scratch with that. I mean, the cosmetic stuff, it's not like... I mean, you're locked out of ranked, I guess. So you are starting from scratch, but I don't think it matters. No. It's very much one of those games where you, you're in it for either 10 minutes or 10 hours or 100 hours away. It don't, yeah, it's, I, I don't think it matters. It's it's a skill transfer. It's, like, yeah. If you can transfer your skills over, you're fine. Much like Fortnite, which I don't know if you've played either, because I haven't touched a second of it. I have, yeah. I played it on Xbox One X round at my friend Yasser's. I'm not a fan. I like the aesthetic and stuff of it, but I don't like the building. I don't like the way the health system works with the, you know, having to heal and stuff. Hmm. It's just not for me. I played PUBG as well, and I felt the same about that. I just... Battle Royale stuff just ain't for me. Ah, fair enough. On to his want. Your accuser killed me too. Getting it day one but will be in Alabama so we'll have to wait. Shenmue 1 and 2. Can't wait for this. Okami HD. We'll probably pick this up on Switch. Dragon Quest 11. My most anticipated game of this year. Spider-Man. I smell gotty potential. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. More Uncharted-y tomb raiding is no bad thing. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. One of the best franchises of all time. Everything I've seen looks spectacular. I'm with him on Yakuza. I'll be getting that but I'm not entirely sure when. Again, he's also massively into Shenmue. And onto his bins. Octopath Traveler. Put 10 hours into it and was bored so threw in the towel and sold it. Mario Tennis Aces. Got this back in June but I've not touched it so it has been sold. I'm not interested in either of those games. Uh, Octopath Traveler is not my bag. Mario Tennis didn't look particularly good so I didn't bother with that. Octopath Traveler, I know a lot of people have bounced off it. Yeah, it seems to have been one of those that were a darling until people played it, and it's like, I'm not really into this. Although the people that have stuck with it are loving it, apparently. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces is, again, my friend who I played with on Fortnite, his daughter has this, and it's, like, brutally difficult. Yeah. Difficult to the point not being fun. You have to look at Ildog's rantings in the thread about it. It's just, it's fucking zero fun from from what most people have told me, so, yeah. Finally on to Radio Floyd. Here's his play section. Octopath Traveler. Four hours in at the moment. Seems like a solid game so far. 
Vampire. I need to finish this before I forget how to play it again. Yeah, another one for Octopath Traveler, but seems to like it. Onto his wants. Shenmue 1 and 2 HD. My first time playing these games. Can't wait. Dragon Quest 11. I held off on buying on PS4 for as long as possible but I'll be getting one for this. Spyro Reignited Trilogy. I love how faithful they seem to have kept it to the original games. Looks lovely. I don't get the uh, the Spyro people excited about Spyro. Or I missing something? Was that a big thing in PS1? I think it was for people that didn't have Nintendo. It was sort of their Mario, 3D Mario game. I thought they were okay. I have no interest in going back to play them because that was the 90s, and now we're in the 10s, mm. rapidly approaching the 20s. And I, I just don't. I'm glad that they're reimagining them. It's like gaming history in a way. Like it, it'll be a museum. It's nice to look back on, you know, where you've been, but. I don't want to spend any time there. Like it's yeah, it's a digital museum that I'm not willing to spend time in. I can understand the uh, Crash Bandicoot stuff, but Spyro, I didn't realise there was people that had much of a love for that. Well, I think there's a lot of things for that generation of PlayStation, like Parappa the Rapper and Vib Ribbon and Medieval, and just generally those bigger character-driven games, are the mascot games. And they were little kids at the time, and now they've got money. Yeah, that's it. There's, You've got to understand that people always want a chunk of the childhood. Yeah. That's why Transformers and stuff is fucking massive now, because even though they're absolute shit, those films, people will go see them, because it's like, it's a chunk of your childhood watching Bumblebee and stuff. Fuck about is, it brings the nostalgia back, and makes you feel like a kid again. And I can understand that on some level, but if you're not invested in those things, then they're just games that you're gonna skim over. Yeah. And under his bin section. My inability to be as productive as I was in 2017. Yeah, where's the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 podcast? He's still working on it. Ah, oh, that's cool then. That was it for the new Play Want Bin podcast. Don't know whether it worked or not, but pfft, don't really care, because uh, it's different. I've been Hendo. I've been Simon. And we'll see you soon. Yeah, see you later, you cunts. Bye.